Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the shoot once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. We are so excited that you're here today. Hey, Jana, good morning. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jeff. I'm hey. good. Two cups of coffee. I'm ready to fly. Awesome. Love <laughs> it. Love that. Well, you know, it's it's uh, rolling into spring a little bit here in Nashville. We're excited. The weather's been much warmer. Yesterday, I think it almost hit 70 here in Nashville, so that was pretty exciting. Uh, we were out in the yard doing some stuff, and yep. spring always reminds me of just, you know, the honeydew list for me of things that you have to do and trying to improve your home and do different things with your house and, and maybe fully renovate it, which has to go with our guest today where she uh, she kind of comes in. So today we have we have Kelly Lowen with us, Jana. Uh, she's with Southern Legacy and they do a lot of things with with commercial and homes and and kind of flipping homes and um, and she's got a, a whole thing they just did in Virginia we were talking about that I really want to share. I think it was so cool what you did. So anyway before I get into all that, Kelly, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So, Kelly, before we kind of dive into what it is that Southern Legacy does, do us a favor and do our listeners a favor. Just tell us a little bit about you, you know, what you used to do and what you do today and how you got into it and all that fun stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, So I got my start in the professional world as a speech language pathologist, and I practiced that for eight years. My youngest client that ever had was a three-month-old learning some feeding skills after being released from the NICU. And my oldest patient was 103 years old and was recovering from a mild stroke and just needed a little bit of uh, help with his speech and cognition. That's 103. That's amazing. 103. Good for him. I love that. Yep, he was great. And so um, really, we started the transition into real estate um, roughly about eight years ago. My husband and I had always talked about flipping a property. From our very first date when we were 18 years old, um, I had an interest in the design portion. And then uh, he grew up, his dad was a builder um, and had a flooring installation company. So, um, you know, real estate related, especially with the house flipping was definitely second nature to him. And so eventually um, we had the right opportunity. We leveraged credit cards and cash advances, dumped every last bit of our savings into buying a dump of a house in Oklahoma City and uh, just went head first and never looked back. That's, That's crazy. Awesome. And so you were living in Nashville when you did the one in Oklahoma City? That's correct. So um, Josh's dad lived there at the time. So he would go back and forth. He stayed in Oklahoma City mostly during the weeks. We'd see each other on weekends. And I did the design for that house over a video chat. We would you know, go to Home Depot together, so to speak, he in Oklahoma City, and I would be in Nashville uh, looking at the property you know, through video and text oh messaging pictures back and forth. I know how hard that is when I've done it myself. Like when we were moving... Oh 
around and I was, you know, I, I'll never forget we've, we, our first move from Chicago was down to the Panhandle of Florida. And I was showing my wife things we, where we were going to set things up. And she was like, when she got down there, she said, it looked nothing like looking through the phone. Person. Oh, so how did you, that had to be really hard. It, it was exactly as you said, when I got down there, I said, huh, this looks nothing like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. But so, so you both went to Home Depot's though, right? So you went to Home Depot Nashville and he was in Oklahoma City. And so you were able to we, we did. Some stuff that way. Yeah. So a lot of the fixtures and items were the same, but you know, when you get into trying to describe the color of brick and the color of a gray on a wall, and you can't see that large sample with like the way the light hits the house or the way, you know, light comes through the window in the kitchen. So yeah, some of the color choices, luckily we stayed pretty neutral and everything was okay, but it, it was just very different from, you know, going to seeing it on a little six inch screen to actually standing in the finished product that I'd never seen before. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting, interesting how light plays such a part in that, you know? It, it definitely does. I mean, paint color that you think is gray might actually be bluish purple. Yeah. It just all kinds of surprises. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. That's awesome. So what do you do then, Callie, in, in your process? Do you, to give us kind of a, a overview of how you, how you facilitate this for your clients from start to finish. Sure. So the way we would typically start this, like let's, we'll give an example, kind of a case study here. So let's say that we have a client right now, we are wrapping up a large home edition. She has aging parents who are wanting to be able to stay, you know, at home for as long as possible. And so they came to us uh, for the building. They already had their plans in place. If someone doesn't, um, I work with, um, you know, a team of architects and or interior designers who could put those plans together for them. And so they'll bring us plans. And then we look at, you know, what's the layout? What do we need to consider with the codes department? And we really just try to walk them through the process. If you've never done a build before, and even county to county, it's very different um, going from I want to add to my house and then kind of working through all of the steps involved. Mm -hmm. So that's step one is to set down, make sure that they understand the process, that we all have realistic expectations on the timeline, delivery of materials, codes, inspections. Um, and so then we'll kind of get them a quote for it. For me, I act as like the face of the business. Typically I'm the one interacting directly with the client just so we have like one point of communication to eliminate confusion. Because sure. once this process starts, you know, you've got um, codes inspectors, you've got the general contractor, who's my business partner, Emily, you've got, you know, the head of the concrete crew, the framing crew, and just really being able to streamline. There's one person to talk to, I think helps the homeowners a lot. Mm -hmm. So um, I can also assist them with their finished selections. So that's what I've done, you know, for our company and all of our investments is I've done the design plans. So I'm able to kind of speak to, you know, what is their style, what works for them in their life, what's going to be easy for them to maintain and really serve them well mm -hmm. in the finished product. And so from there, um, I'd like to do what is called, I call it follow-up Friday. So at the end of the week, you know, we have multiple touch bases. At the end of the week, everyone gets a nice, you know, written communication from me. This is what happened this week. Here are any things, you know, any problems that we overcame. And here's the plan for next week. So everyone can kind of go into the weekend knowing that they've been thought of, they've been considered, and that we're ready to go for them the well, following you are, Monday. You are right in Jana's wheelhouse. So all about proper <laughs> communication, Jana, right? Yep. That's my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's always big on that one. And it's always, you know, we like to, to work with clients that and teach them that, you know, sometimes even over communicating is better than no communicating. Yes. Especially in this kind of a process, because okay. as we all know, the home is the largest purchase you make. It's very emotional for people. 
you know, a lot of times people don't know how to verbalize what they want. So having a clear communicator in the mix is so important. I work with a lot of these people in my other, you know, my other life, um, you know, at, at uh, a city magazine. And it's so important to have that clear communication. You know what I mean? Uh, in this kind of a big, huge process when there's so many elements. So that's great. Yeah. That's really interesting. So what, what's more about the process? Keep going. Oh, sure. Yeah. A little bit more about the process. So, um, well, what else would you like to know? So that's kind of our start to finish. Okay, cool. So do you, you know, I mean, we've all seen HGTV. We've all seen, you know, people that kind of renovate. Yes. <laughs> stuff, right. Um, so, you know, there, there's the fun part of it. What's the, you know, we all get to see the TV, you know, the, the great things, right? What are the challenges <laughs> that we don't get to see? That's right. Okay. That's the big stuff. Excellent question. I think the biggest thing is that people expect this to be done, you know, in 23 to 46 minutes, because that's the standard that HGTV has set for us, right? I was um, just going to say, does that help or hurt you, Callie? You know, they, oh, goodness. I'll, I'll let you draw your own conclusions there. <laughs> <laughs> but again, just mitigating that on the front end and just kind of letting people know that, hey, this process can actually take, depending on, you know, what finishes they want and kind of where the codes department is with their inspections, we could be looking at six to 12 months. Mm -hmm. And so I think helping people to kind of wrap their mind around everything that has to happen. And the biggest thing too, is a lot of this process is not pretty. You know, yes. we see on HGTV, you get this horrific looking house and everyone is disgusted. It smells bad. It's falling apart. Right. And then you see a guy swinging a hammer. You see your drywall crew tap, tap, tap. Okay, that's hung. And now it's gorgeous. It's fully staged. There are rugs. There are light fixtures. Everything is just perfect. Um, and so I think helping people to understand that most of this process is not beautiful and most of this is not exciting. Right. There might be times where we're waiting you know, for two weeks for the electrical inspector to come by and look at all the wiring that's run and make sure the insulation around you know, where we've drilled to run wire is proper. It's not beautiful. It's not exciting. In fact, it's very boring and it's messy. And so when you live on site, just, you know, being able to tell someone like, Hey, this is an active construction site. Our guys are going to clean up as best we, as best we can, but there will be materials. It's just not beautiful. Yeah. Your yard's going to be yucky for a while, but we want to make sure we give you a good yard in the end, not something that's going to cause you more maintenance in the interim right. and really just managing those expectations that we don't go from a dump to a Joanna game special in 23 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, they've gotten a little bit better about, you know, showcasing some of the hell that goes into yeah. you know, home <laughs> renovation and such, but I, now what do you like the best? I, I'm sure you're probably going to say Callie, the, the design at the end, like all of the, the, all the designers say, you know, the sweet spot is that last, whatever 30 days or that last whatever where you get to, where you get to really stage the home and decorate and sizzle it up but yeah and that's definitely the fun part and really i think one of the things i like the best is hearing back from clients after it's over Yes. Um, so we were able, like, you know, we, we stay in pretty good communication because we offer warranties on our work. And so if anything ever comes up, we're able to talk the homeowner through it. And sometimes it's just maintenance items, but then, you know, they might give us a call like, Hey, um, I can't find an air filter to change. You know, where do I find this product? So we can guide them there, but that's usually accompanied with, we just love X, Y, and Z. And then like seeing what pieces that we were able to put in and implement for them, that really makes a difference in their life. Um, you know, we did one for my mother-in-law. We flipped her house when she moved here from Arkansas. And every time I go over there, she points out something different 
saying, I didn't know how much I was going to love this feature. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, we encouraged her to add a lot of extra drawers Mm -hmm. in her kitchen and then to include like an oversized shower with the bench and a handheld one. That way in the event that she ever needs a little bit more assistance or, you know, has injuries as part of life. Right. So being able to factor in things that might happen in someone's life into the design that then makes their life easier because she did end up having a knee injury. And so not being, not having to like, you know, stoop down and dig into lower cabinets. She could just pull out a drawer was helpful. Having that oversized shower with a seat, you know, she was able just to carry on about her daily life with just minimal modification because we were able to work with her on the front end Mm -hmm. to get those features in place. So yes, choosing the finishes and seeing all the beautiful come together is great, but then hearing the impact that it has on a client's life is really my favorite part. That's awesome. That's great. For you. That you know, that's great to say. Uh, and there's so many new things now, Jeff. You know this because Jeff's kind of a DIYer. He and his mm-hmm. wife, my husband, and I are really into it. I've always been into home design. I do it as a hobby, mm-hmm. um, just because I love it. I think decorating and design, all of the things that go into it, makes you feel is nurturing for you, right? You come home to these busy from these busy lives, and you want to feel enveloped and nurtured in your home. So I think it's really fun. But I love that you say that, like. There's so many different new items now. Like you said, the pull-out drawers as opposed to, you know, we grew up with cupboards in the kitchen where you had to bend down and dig way back in the back. And now they've got these pull-out drawers and the shower convenience now, the step-in or the walk-in showers for for elderly, like if you're taking care of elderly parents. And there's so many different cool features now, you know. It's funny. When we built our house in, in Chicago, we actually built, um, my wife's mom was going to come live with us. Um, and unfortunately, she passed away before the house was completed. But all the doorways ended up being three-foot doorways to fit a wheelchair through, right? Yes. So the whole first floor. Now, here's the cool part. Eventually, my mom needed to be there. And we had a room in the back of the house that was, you know, had a shower, or had, a, had a wheel-up shower in it uh, with the wheelchair and all that. Both of my parents ended up staying with us. But it was great because we had the doors were designed for wheelchair accessible. Oh, that's great. Huge difference. And that we did that just kind of on a, maybe we should do this, not really realizing how impactful it would be for our future. Mm -hmm. I just think it's great. I really do. Yeah, it's really cool. So Kelly, what are some of the fun projects that you do besides houses? I know you do commercial as well. So talk to us about some of the fun commercial ones that you've done. The most fun commercial is the one that uh, you and I talked about over coffee uh, last week. So we had the opportunity just through um, my team and forming relationships with brokers in other states. Um, An opportunity was brought to us in Bristol, Virginia. They're building a hard rock casino there. So business is really booming. There's a racetrack and it's kind of a little tourism hub that I didn't really know about until the deal was brought to us and we started researching. But we ended up purchasing a former Howard Johnson Inn. So the place looks just like the motor lodges of you know, the 1960s. You see these print ads and you've got the little TP building with the check-in oh, wow. desk at the front. And then um, we got four sets of buildings of these motel rooms. Now you can imagine when we bought it, it was disgusting. There was mold, there was rot, there were squatters, there were 40-year-old hotel mattresses in the floor with <laughs> disgusting linens. Um, a lot of it had been stripped out, but an investor who'd purchased it before us had painted the building the most horrific shade of brown that you can imagine. Just, <laughs> just yeah. mud and tars is, is what it looked like. And they painted it with black trim. And so we, we ended up purchasing this monstrosity because he said, I'm, I'm done. We're not going to do this. So right now we're about three weeks out from being able to lease up our first units. And so we have converted this former motel 
into studio efficiency apartments. And Jeff, I was telling you, this is another not so glamorous aspect. You know, when you walk into one of these, it's not beautiful. It's a clean space. It's functional. Everything looks nice. But what's really cool is the need that we're filling. Um, right now, we've got down the street, there's extended stay motels and just some properties that are in just really subpar condition. And people are paying $1,000 a month to live in these, but we'll be able to offer these little individual units. We'll have kitchenettes in each one of them, full-sized refrigerators, and we're going to be going for under $900 a month. And so just being able to offer that to 60 people who are, you know, coming to stay in the area and what we've seen kind of in the surrounding area, unless you're able to afford, you know, 1200 to $1,300, you're kind of out of luck with housing or you're getting a roommate. And then so just being able to provide an option uh, for people to live on their own in a space that's efficient and, and takes care of their needs is real exciting. Well, and I think, you know, I'm thinking about what that even brings to the area. You said it's an up and coming area, right? So people are moving there for jobs, right? Correct. And so yeah. they need a place to stay while they're doing all the work of all of casinos and horse racing tracks and all this other stuff. And to be able to live somewhere affordable that they can actually make some money through the job. I mean, $400 a month is nothing to sneeze at. If you think about it, you're offering under 900 and everybody else is 12 to 1300. Yeah. That's a big jump. I mean, think what you can do with an extra $400 a month, especially in that environment. I think it's amazing. And I, you know, kudos to you guys for, for being able to pull that project off. Um, uh, no kidding. I mean, I just find it amazing. It's funny when you mentioned Howard Johnson's, I just remember uh, back in the day when I first started my entrepreneurial career, we were down in uh, Boca Raton, Florida with a bunch of people and they were all staying at this high end hotel. It was the Shea something, I forget or another. And so my business partner, someone said, Hey, where are you guys staying? He said, we're staying at the Shea Hojol. Don't know where that one's at, but it didn't say Howard Johnson. So at the time, it was great. It was hilarious. But but I found that incredible that you guys are doing that. So so how long have you been working on that project and, and how much longer is it going to take you? Yeah, so that project has been in the works for about two years. And really, that was a product of um, timing with COVID-19, more so than it was actual getting contractors in to do the work. Unfortunately, the biggest hang up that we had was ordering the HVAC units. You know, we have one per unit. Those ended up getting delayed for just over 11 months. And so you know, we had paid out these units and, you know, with the loan draw process, you, once they're installed is when you get that drawback. So just waiting on the units to come in so that we could then get the funding through our lender, just the way the process works. Uh, we, we lost just about a year on that. And we did obviously as much work as we could in the meantime. So it feels really nice to finally see the finish line of getting yeah. the first, uh, set of units being able to lease up. So we're going to roll it out in phases. And I was actually on the phone with our property manager yesterday, kind of getting the final touches in place. Oh, that's wow. That's amazing. great. That's great. And so then people just, um, they'll apply to just like any other like apartment in this case, they'll apply to live there and you guys will just get them, get them set up and get them going. Exactly. And we found wonderful local property management. That's been one of the biggest learning experiences that I've had in working in commercial is just having the right people in place can make or break a project. And so we try to go with, you know, top notch local people, not necessarily a large company. Mm-hmm. Someone who's got eyes on the property, knows the area, knows our potential clients and, and knows how to reach them and serve them the best. And yeah, I think we found, I think we found a really great fit. 
No, that's great. I love it. I love it. Hey, so I have a question, and, and I've been talking to different business owners, and this is, and we didn't talk about this when we had our coffee, but you know, I always love to know what, what's your why. Like, you know, you get into this, and it, it just kind of happened, but now you're into it. So, what's your why of of this particular business, and, and why are you doing what you do? Yeah. So this one's kind of a multifold answer. So my husband and I, we want to be able to give big. And this kind of sprang from, um, this was years ago when we lived back in Arkansas, we had friends who were missionaries and we watched how hard they had to work. I think that their raise was like $45,000 a year, which that's not a lot of money. It really isn't. But I watched how hard they had to work going to so many churches and individuals just to raise one year's worth of money. Now, at the time we were working corporate jobs, uh, we had you know, excellent benefits and, and excellent paychecks, but those paychecks had a cap and mm-hmm. you have to pay your bills. And so we gave what we could to help them out. But I remember thinking, I was like, man, I don't have anything else coming in, even if I wanted to get 45,000, I don't have a way to do that. Right. And it's kind of start, got us both thinking like, how do we get away from this cap? Cause we really are limited in what we can do. And so we started looking at industries and, you know, I've told you real estate was always kind of on our mind. And we started thinking like, you know, if we grow this business and if we're able to scale this, not only do we have some freedom of time and flexibility for ourselves, there's really not a cap on how much we can sure. give. Mm-hmm. And so really just escaping the ceilings that were set and getting away from that. And then of course, real estate also offers the chance to provide for me. Um, I know Jenny, you touched on this, like being able to provide a home, a place that feels cozy. is kind of your sanctuary. Right. And I've always believed you can do that at any price point. Um, I decorated all my friends' apartments in college and, you know, we're living in these tiny little places, but they were always so cute and so homey in places we were proud of. And so I think being able to offer that, not just to the people with $3 million homes, but for someone who lives, you know, even in more affordable housing here in Nashville, Mm -hmm. um, just being able to offer something beautiful that people can be proud of. Absolutely. I think it's so rewarding. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. So what's your biggest piece of advice for someone that thinks they want to flip a house? What was the biggest? Oh, goodness. (laughs) You make your money when you purchase the house, not when you sell it. Oh, really? So, yes. So for us, every time I've done a project in-house, you know, you've got your numbers in mind. You know about how much it's going to take to flip it. Not everyone has access, you know, to GCs like we have, but mm-hmm. getting some good solid numbers before you make that purchase having realistic expectations of how long a project is actually going to take yeah. understanding when you need to pull permits and when you do not is huge. Cause that can cost you thousands of dollars a month of time, if, if not done appropriately. So considering all of these things before you sign those closing documents is where you're going to make the money. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love Good it. Advice. Kelly, thank you so much for your time and for sharing your story um, and your advice, I love that. I think it's great. And your why, I think your why is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Ability to to have no ceiling to be able to give back is is uh, is a great why. So thanks for sharing that. Really appreciate it, um, Kelly. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you and and just kind of contact you and ask questions, how could they do that? Sure, you can reach me uh, via email. My direct email is Callie C A L L I E at southernlegacy.co. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Callie Walker Lowen. Cool. 
And I just want to reiterate, it is not .com, it is .co, so C-O, folks, if you're listening to this. <laughs> thank you. Because <laughs> I made that mistake the first time. So again, Kelly, thank you so much uh, for being on the show. To our listeners out there, as always, we uh, we really enjoy interviewing uh, local business people here uh, at the podcast, as well as anyone around the world. And we have so much fun doing this. Um, we just thank you for your support. I got a great email the other day from someone that just said, Thanks for the gift that you just gave us. It was it was our last podcast where Jan and I were talking about leadership, and um, it was just so fun. And you know, those are the things that just keep us driving and keep us going to do this as well. That's our why here. So thank you for your time. Uh, we're always here to reach out to us. Uh, Jeff at pulltheshoot.net, Jana at janalandry.com. Uh, just keep the uh, the comments and the emails coming. We love them. Thanks. Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy. <laughs>